Welcome to Fallout Off The Record, brought to you by Quest Gaming Network. And sponsored in part by... The Tops Casino. You'll dig us, baby. We're the Tops. And now, on to our show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Fallout Off the Record, episode 37. I am your host, Rick McVick, and with us tonight is Shaleen. Hello, hello. So, yeah. Welcome, all, in our chat room. It's already super active, so thank you, everyone, for joining us there. And let's go ahead and get on with our ads for this evening. We are sponsored by TweakedAudio.com. If you are in need of new headphones or uh, earbuds, head to TweakedAudio.com and enter our code, off the record, which is all one word, at checkout to receive 30% off and free shipping. That is off the record, which is all one word, to receive 30% off and free shipping at TweakedAudio.com. We are also sponsored by Audible.com. If you use our link, AudibleTrial.com slash Network and sign up for their free audiobook trial for 30 days, you'll receive a free audiobook of your choosing. And tonight, Shaleen recommends Cloud Atlas by David Mitchell, uh, a linked short story spanning time, including a post-apocalyptic one. So that's the tie-in there. So yeah, head to audibletrial.com slash Network for your free audiobook today. Also, you can become a patron of our show by going to patreon.com slash Network and signing up for one of our myriad of rewards there. You can also make one-time donations by visiting questgamingnetwork.com and using our PayPal link. And lastly, most importantly, you can also just share us on social media. Send us emails, tweet about us, retweet us. Um, it makes us feel loved. Leave us reviews on i leave us reviews on iTunes or Stitcher. Yeah, that that's all different ways you can help us out. Now tonight, uh, we kind of have a big thing going on with the. Automatron, which is the brand new Fallout DLC that came out this last Tuesday. Don't worry, no spoilers as far as that quest line is concerned. However, all spoilers are good for the whole main game. So we're gonna we're gonna start off with that. We also have some gameplay, um, a Pip Boy leaderboard, which that's something Shaleen added in. We're gonna get to, I guess. <laughs> I'm curious to see what you've got with this one. Lore, weapon of the week, emails. And uh, yeah, that's it for this episode. Also, I want to say, especially tonight, thank you guys for joining us. I am, I've been looking forward to this all week. It's been a really, really tough week. Um, and we had like so many audio issues right before this episode is going up. And I really wanted to get this episode going so we could all enjoy talking about the DLC. So thank you all for joining us. I am super, actually, super really pumped and very happy to, to do this episode tonight. So anyway, let's go ahead and get on with the news. What happened in the world of Fallout this week, Shaleen? Well, to start off with, uh, now that the spoiler moratorium is up, I've just been dying to just do this. Dance is a synth. <laughs> Sean is an old man. <laughs> Liberty Prime! <laughs> Okay, I'm good. Also, I do want to say, by the way, um, I'm fiddling with some audio stuff that's kind of difficult to deal with on the fly. So if in the chat room you can let me know if Shaleen's too loud or I'm too loud or whatnot, that'd be great. So anyway, yes, I am bald. Thank you for noticing. Um, I got tired of hair. So anyway, on to the news. The news. <laughs> the news. I know, I get so caught up in reading the chat room now. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. There's not much news, so we weren't missing out on much. I had a couple of small items. The first one I found on VG247. There is a mod that lets you play as dog meat. What? Be the dog, playable dogs by Abba loves you. Ugh. Lets you play as dog meat or any of the other dog types that you can find in the Commonwealth. And as a dog, you have two basic bites and two power bites. There's like a, a leaping bite, and uh, yeah, it's it's really funny. You can equip dog gear. You know all the dog armor and, and bandanas and stuff. You can equip any of the dog gear. You still have your pit boy on your little dog paw. Aww. <laughs> and you can still recruit dog meat as a companion. Oh, that's cute. So, yeah, it's it's pretty funny. I saw some screenshots of dog meat opening the door to talk to the vault tech salesman. Hmm. And it's hilarious. Does it say so. like voice? Is it still? I'm not sure if it still uses your voice or if you just bark at him. <laughs> But <laughs> that'd be amazing. Either way, it's hilarious. That's ah, awesome. Now somebody me needs to make like a Scooby-Doo skin. That would be great. There are a bunch of dog skin mods out there already where you can reskin dog meat to be different breeds. Oh. So I'm sure you can combine those mods to turn yourself into like a, a poodle or a, a tiny chihuahua. I was just about to say, do you think like running around with a chihuahua... Um would still carry the same gravity as running around with a German Shepherd. No, but that would be half the beauty. <laughs> it would be magnificent. You would annoy a lot of raiders. Oh, yeah. Shut that dog up! <laughs> Sorry, so I took our, that too far. So our next bit of news is some sort of real news. The Steam beta of updated survival mode should be available soon. Earlier this week, Bethesda tweeted that they expected the survival update to go into beta on Steam next week. So I, that would be splendid. I am super excited uh, about that because mine just updates to the beta channel. So as soon as I see that little beta tag, I'm like, yes, I'm going right in and changing that survival to the survival. I've been holding off on uh, on recreating Forrest Gump until survival mode comes out oh. because I hate myself. And I'm going to punch my way across the wasteland on survival mode. Good luck. Yeah, it's going to be awful. It's going to be a total disaster. I am looking forward to these gameplay stories of more naked, uh, naked Forrest Gump. <laughs> so we don't have any more news, oh. but I did have another thing here. I kind of, I feel like we need to borrow the Rage of the Week bumper from the folks oh. at Elder Scrolls Off the Record. <laughs> I was going to say, I think I've heard Rage of the Week before. Because I'm mad, Rick. I'm real mad. About what? This Fallout DLC. What's wrong with it? Well, I love it. It's a really good DLC. But it was horrible to install. <laughs> what was it like for you? What was the installation process like for you on PC? Um, it just installed overnight. It installed itself automatically? Yeah. You woke up and it was there. Yep. Like manna from heaven. Pretty much. Like elves had visited your Steam library and gifted you with glorious robots from Bethesda. I take it that you did not have such luck. No, I didn't. I was... Okay, I stayed up until uh, until 10 o'clock my time, which is midnight, your time, uh -huh. uh, so that I could install the DLC and play it, even though I had to get up really early. <laughs> <laughs> one would do. 
And, okay, I've bought a lot of season passes on Xbox One because I like to save money. And, uh, I've, it's pretty similar across the board. You buy the season pass, and then you go through the in-game menu, and, uh, you click on add-ons, and you download your content as soon as it becomes available. Sometimes it doesn't become available right away, not immediately, but you wait a couple hours, and then it's up, and, uh, and you install it. That's how it's always been across several games. Wouldn't you assume it would continue to be the same way? Not, not with Bethesda. No, not at all. Not with Bethesda. And I don't know if it's Bethesda that is to blame for this or if it is Microsoft. But whoever deserves the blame, you know. You know who you are. And I am angry <laughs> with you. I am so angry with you. Because <laughs> it was such a stupid process. What did you have to do? I went, okay. If you go, there there are always big uh, warnings whenever DLC comes out. If you have the season pass, do not go through the store. You will be charged again. So, (laughs) you know how you have to get it? You have to go through the store. Right. That's how you get it. Oh, whoa, really? Yeah. Yeah. The thing that they've been telling us forever, you have to go through the store. So, I went and clicked on um, the season pass, and then there was this sub-menu that appeared. Where from which I could download the DLC, uh, and I found this sub menu after I spent thirty minutes on Reddit <laughs> trying to find out how to download the DLC, and, and that's ridiculous. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, the next day, Bethesda released a a little web page with instructions to download it. Mm-hmm. You know, from the home screen, go to My Games and Apps, navigate to Fallout 4, press Menu, select Manage Game. From Ready to Install, select Automatron to begin the download. <laughs> and uh, it, it just shouldn't have been that that hard. It shouldn't have been that hard, Rick. And uh, I, I thought maybe it was just me being derpy. I just thought maybe it was me having a problem. But... Uh, I was in the uh, the Fallout group for the Fallout Feed podcast, mm-hmm. and all of those guys had the same issues. They uh, they all nobody nobody knew how to download this this add-on, and <laughs> we've done this before. It shouldn't have been so hard, and I'm very angry. And I don't know if it was Bethesda or if it was Microsoft, but if you're listening, whoever was responsible for this, I am very angry with you. Well, um... that is all. Yeah, so you could have avoided all of this by just getting, you know, just playing on PC, you know. Just Shut up, Rick. No, I no, I understand. Um, you're right. It wasn't. It wasn't very good how they had it set up to download. If it was going to be different, they should have let us know. Correct. And I did see a lot of rage over on the internet about that. It, it obviously got to their attention where they created a whole web page based on on it to tell you how to download it. <laughs> but and you know, they also did have a section to how to do it on PC as well. So P- some PC gamers were having uh, issues where it wasn't downloading automatically. So they had to do a couple of different things to get it to work. Um, but you know, let's. I wasn't. I was looking through our notes here, and I wasn't quite sure where we were going to throw in our ideas of the DLC. But let's just throw it in right after what I'm going to say now, because kind of going along with the tutorial idea. Um, tomorrow, I will have the long-awaited Fallout Game of the Year edition 
uh, optimization video up. So like if you have that game, if you just purchased it and you're not a big modder um, and you already don't know how to fix it, I created a video today that will take you through the steps of downloading a couple things and making a fix so you can actually play the game it's kind of. Uh, <laughs> that was a really good idea. Yeah, it's it, it's not guaranteed. It, it won't work perfectly for everyone. It works well for me. Um, so, but yeah, we can check that out tomorrow. So that, that, that you know, that's tutorial off the record right there. <laughs> so let's go ahead and talk about this DLC before we get into our gameplay. Um, uh, you, we both finished the DLC, correct? Yes, I finished it just a, a couple hours ago. Me too, me too. Um, and the DLC, the Automatron for Fallout 4, first of three, I guess of this round, I don't know how many, I don't know how many packages they want, they're planning on putting it out. Uh, in the chat room, no, this will not spoil the DLC, we won't have any quest related stuff. This is just an overview, um, this is just an overview of the DLC based off of our thoughts. Just kind of our impressions. Yeah. Um, we will. No story spoilers. We will address the length, because that's, uh. That obviously, think of this as like a buyer's guide if you haven't purchased it already. Um, we'll address the length and that plays into the cost. So I'm going to go ahead and get started, I guess, on this whole thing. The, the Division came out and I bought it and I was in love with it. And to be honest, the DLC is the only thing that pulled me away from it. No, 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 no. Bitjuice's, Bitjuice's song that we talked about earlier, I listened to that finally and holy crap, it's good. And that pulled me back to Fallout 3. And luckily, the DLC was there, too. So I got the DLC, checked it out. And it happened, you know, it starts off like a radio broadcast like they normally do. Such a brilliant mechanism for introducing DLC to this game, by the way. It's just a random radio broadcast. And, you know, it's it started out cool. I liked the the first quest and how everything booted up and you pretty much are able to start modding and building right away. I like that they didn't put that behind any sort of wall or anything like that. They just gave you open access to being able to modify ro robots and things like that. And, you know, I went through, I'm not a big modder myself. I'm not a big like creator guy in this game. So I went through the story fairly quickly um, with the main companion that you can get in that. And all in all, I think it took me about three and a half hours. Is that about what it took you? Yes, I think that's a, a pretty good estimate. Now, Three hours or so. So all that to say, all that to say, three and a half hours plus a lot of content that allows you to create your own robots. And granted, you'll see later <laughs> with our challenge, you can create them to look very crazy or as normal as you want. Um, and seeing the price tag for 10 bucks, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how I feel about that. Just thinking it about, is, it does seem a little high if you're buying it individually. That does seem a little high. Now, if you're a fan of creating things, like, do you like building the robots? Or are you just a fan of creating random robots and sending them to your settlements? I kind of am. I'm not sure how much time I will spend doing it, though. Because I was say, if you're a fan of that stuff, I think that's probably worth the amount. It's really fun. <laughs> it's really fun building the robots. Yeah, it is. And there is something about sending them to your settlements to defend it. Like when you build like some massive tank 
thing, rocket launcher thing, and you send it like, oh, go to this place, and then you visit there, and it's just rolling around, beeping, or doing whatever you tell it to do, and, and it's pretty cool. But the, the amount of time to sink in the story and how deep that went, I don't know. I just, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way, this first one. I don't know how you felt. Like, what were your thoughts on it? So you weren't really a fan? No. I, well. It's okay to not be a fan. Yes and no. Because I feel like it was too whimsical. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that was exactly what I wanted. Actually. Oh, yeah? I think, I think I recall saying on a recent episode that there was a distinct lack of whimsy. In, in this fallout, and I would like some more. Hmm. And I, I, you'll recall that I asked for robots shortly before the announce of the DLC. <laughs> you did. You're like, more robots. <laughs> and this is exactly what I meant when I said I want more robots. There are random robots wandering the Commonwealth and robot parts, and I can build robots, and they're my friend. And um, I, I, I like the robots. And I enjoyed the story. Mm -hmm. I did think it was a little short. I did think it was a little short. But I did like the story very much, and I liked the tone of the story very much. So um, I I would say that I am a fan, but I I will qualify that by saying that... (laughs) I know. Our chat room strikes again. I will qualify that by saying that it could have been maybe a little more fleshed out. But Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, when I was bringing up the whimsy, we had a conversation about this earlier in the week because um, I was expressing to you my love for The Division at the moment. Mm-hmm. Just because what The Division is doing for me, it's, it's, fulfill- it's stroking the need for the post, not post-apocalyptic, but disaster, gritty realism. Um, and in that game, at this, at this point, it feels like I'm helping things out. Whereas in fallout, you help the same settlement 1500 times and nothing really changes. And that gets a little, um, grindy. So I don't know. I got my first radiant quest from this DLC and I had to go to Saugus Ironworks Mm -hmm. and I just about flipped my desk. Because I'm so tired of going to Saga Science. <laughs> right. And the Rogue, the um, it, what would have been really cool is if they didn't make it a Radiant Quest. Because there's already a ton of Radiant Quests. It would have been really cool if they would have given you like maybe 10 more Rogue Robot missions or whatever um, with named robots. Like actual bosses with a skull. You know what I mean? Like higher level things. I don't know. I, I think that would have been really cool rather than like Radiant Quests. Mm-hmm. Um the other thing I was thinking of, too, and we were talking about this, is Fallout 4 definitely isn't as gritty as New Vegas or Fallout 3. That's just, we knew that kind of towards the beginning. And a lot of us chalked it up because it would, took so long. It took place so long after the war that things are already starting to kind of rebuild or just settle in. Or maybe we're just used to the environment like everyone else is, really. Um, and I feel like the whimsy that's on top of that not grittiness is almost like too whimsical. So I think that's why, like, the mechanist kind of, the outfit, the 1950s whiz-bang thing, I think that's why it was just not really, like, rubbing me the right way. Like, maybe if they had released Farpoint or something before it, so it brought back that idea of, like, 
death and destruction and yeah you know and then they brought back like happy fun time um i don't know you know rick we usually agree so much you and i we're usually so much on the same page but this is not one of those times uh i really think that fallout 4 is um too dark and that this levity is good for the game i i I have the opposite opinion than you in this instance totally opposite which is pretty unusual we're usually right on the same yeah same wavelength but not so much this time that's crazy you know it was from when we were playing the fallout 3 live stream that never happened because the brotherhood of steel are jerks and they stole and they stole the video um but playing that game again reminded me just how dark it was. Uh, and then, I, I don't know, Fallout 4 just doesn't give me that same doesn't give me that same feeling, you know? Yeah. Know. Well, it's much more action-y, Fallout 4. True. Very It's also action-y. brighter. Maybe that has something to do with True. it. True. The color palette is... It makes a difference. It makes a difference. It feels more fun and yeah. less, uh, less oppressive. Yeah. Uh, as much as I love Fallout 3... It's sometimes very overbearing in, in terms of the dark tone. I understand what you're getting at because of the color palette. Mm-hmm. Uh, all That's, that green. Well, see, I play with a mod that takes away all that green. <laughs> so uh, you have the actual colors of everything, but it's still much on the, the gray side of things. Every once in a while, you find like a yellow, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> mailbox. That's about it. But anyway, yeah, so that was, like, my initial thoughts. Like, what are some of the things that stood out with you on the DLC? Like, Okay, first I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer a question from the chat room. Sure. No, you cannot modify Drinking Buddy. Ah. I was greatly disappointed. That sucks. You cannot modify Drinking Buddy. I would like to be able to build more Drinking Buddies, and then I could have one at every, <laughs> at every settlement. Um, I want to point out, sorry. For all of our listeners who aren't seeing this chat, um, one of our dear listeners, Mr. Captain Dumak, who if you don't follow him on Twitter, please do because it's a riot. He made a Fisto 2.0 and apparently gave him a baton and a stun hand. Yeah. So we'll. Uh, yeah, I did. That's that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's also saying drinking they buddy should've... is modifiable. Is that so? Hmm. I was. My stupid Xbox turned on. So your Xbox has a mind of its own. It does. This is already the second time. Yeah, her Xbox will just turn on, even when you don't say Xbox on. Stupid Xbox. (laughs) But anyways, uh, where were we? I don't remember. We We were making a podcast about Fallout. About what? About Fallout. Fallout, right. Fallout. Fallout Boy, the band that the kids like. Don't, don't, don't. We're going to get too far. We're going to get too far. We have another show for that now. We're going to talk about our gameplay. Yeah. Let's, let's rein this in. Let's go. I think r- we should start. Let's get to the gameplay. Okay, so <laughs> this week, I have been playing a good bit of Fallout 4. Um, even before the DLC came out, I was playing Fallout 4. And thoroughly enjoying it. I decided to go again with the 38 caliber submachine gun that I built because, again, I found myself having 4,000 rounds of it and nothing of anything else that I wasted. And <laughs> it is so fun using that gun when you start getting the bloody mess perk. 
because not only do fully automatics do double damage, so it does like maybe 30, 38 damage. But then with the bloody mess perk on top of it, and especially if you get it fully up, you know, fully upgraded, it's just it's a it's just a bullet storm. And no matter what, you could just lay into things, especially if you're hidden and you just start firing, it just blows them away. It is so much fun to just run around with that thing. Um so I was doing that for a while. Palling around with McCready and uh doing some of his stuff and just doing a lot of questing. I started doing more of the story, so that way I could get some XP because doing Radiant Quest and grinding that way, especially after level 60, gets a bit, gets a bit tough. So I started doing some of the main story quests, and I'm trying to juggle now the Brotherhood of Steel and the Railroad. And I'm at the point where you tell, and I can't remember his name, X, X171, X71? The, uh, the Companion Synth? No, the Synth that... Uh, is starting is helping you start the uprise. Oh right, yeah, right. I forget his name too. It's, yeah, they so, should have given. I feel like that was a mistake to give them the designations like that, because while that that is you know accurate in terms of the story, it's impossible to remember. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. I just feel like the inst- it makes sense in the institute. So, but you know. But, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought for a second. So I, he, he, he tells you after you do a couple quests for him to get the thing, to get the, the ball rolling. Oops, sorry if you hear dogs. Um, Z4, Z114. Okay. So there That's you go. The That's line. the guy. All right. Getting my brain back now. My dogs barked, took me off. So I did his quest and he says, okay, keep working with father until we're ready to go. So I was like, well, in, in lieu of doing that, because that's what I did last time and thoroughly screwed things up, I'm going to go to the Brotherhood and see if I can progress things through that uh, line. And I did. So went back in, got Madison Lee, uh, con- convinced her to come back and work on Liberty Prime, got Liberty P- Prime up and running. And that's fun to see him again, you know, and his voice. Um, and Liberty Prime. Oh, it's awesome. And the... <laughs> So my first playthrough, I was stumbling through the glowing sea and I found this weird pyramid, right? And I found this like stash of nukes in there. And I was like, this has to be, this has to be something important somewhere along the line and beat the game. And it was never important. Now I found out why it's important because that's Liberty Prime's nuclear payload. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that's sweet. You know, get to go in the glowing sea again. And I didn't realize how much, how many locations are actually in the glowing sea. It's a ton. It is a lot more than I thought. So I did a couple of, uh, <laughs> I was walking and I, there was a church steeple sticking out of the ground and I was walking towards the church steeple and I saw that this church was underground and there's a hole in the roof. I was like, Oh, well I'll just drop down the hole in the roof. And I dropped down the hole in the roof and when, and I was in power armor. And so I landed and it did the power armor blast thing. And, you know, your head goes down because you land and you look down and then the dust settles. And as I look up, I am just surrounded by feral ghouls, feral ghoul reavers and glowing one. It's just surrounded by feral ghouls. And I have my little 38 pea shooter. So I open up and fall backwards. I'm getting hit from behind and feral ghouls are jumping out past me and I'm running backwards and I accidentally stumble backwards into a bus that had, I guess, crashed through 
crash through the uh, the church, and I create this little pinch point. So all the feral ghouls are like running through the bus door, and I'm just mowing them down with my 38 and throwing a grenade or two out of the door. And meanwhile, I'm forgetting. I have no idea where McCready is. He's just kind of. I hear him yelling, and then I don't hear yelling, so I only assume. Um, so after everything's clear, I kill them all. There's like you know black marks on the ground from grenades. I'm looking for McCready. <laughs> he had gotten down, pinned up against a, a pew. So he's just like leaning <laughs> up against the pew, like like huffing, like down, waiting so for me to like stim pack him. On Twitter. Yeah, it just was like perfect of him, like, you know, backed up against a, a wall. So healed him up, got out and did the found the nuclear payload and called in the, the Brotherhood of Steel. And so, can I ask a question? Yeah. You had McCready with you when you were getting the nukes? Yes. Does Paladin Dance come? Mm mm. Okay. Because no. I played that with Dance as a companion, and he stayed there with the nukes. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't uh, that wasn't the case. It was uh, some unit of Brotherhood of Steel guys. It was just like a like a knight, I think, and a scribe that secured the it location. Was us. Yes, it was, it, was, it was us. <laughs> so secured the location, and I go talk to Elder Maxon about um, blind betrayal. So I started that quest. But at that time, the DLC came out. So obviously, I went and heeded the call of the distresses and did the quest stuff there for the DLC, and we'll get into that at another time. So I finished up the DLC, that sort of thing. And I decided to take a different route with my character. Usually he's been more military, military, you know, uniform, armor, that sort of thing. But I found a tuxedo, so I put on a tuxedo. And I ballistic weaved the tuxedo. And I got a haircut and nice little, you know, thing. And is the chat room killing us again? No. Oh. I was hoping. Um, it was the look on your face, Rick. I was just—you looked like, oh, you put on that tuxedo and you were just feeling good about yourself. I was feeling pretty. I was feeling pretty darn dapper, actually. So I changed my hair to black and kind of went back to the 007 thing again. Got the Deliverer. Um, I have a Tinker Tom's rifle. Speaking of that, I don't know if you've ever found this yet, Chalene, but in the loading screens, there's a sniper rifle that has a bipod on it. Have you seen that? I don't think I've paid as much attention as you to the loading screens. Okay, so there's a sniper rifle on a loading screen that has a bipod in it. I'm assuming that's a named special gun. I want to know where that thing is because it's not a mod that you can put on there. So I want to know where the frick it is. Anyway, um, so that's what I'm doing now. I did Blind Betrayal as 007. <laughs> that's funny. It is pretty awesome. And I saved Paladin Dance. Yes, he is a synth and... And I talked down Maxon um, from having me kill him, and I saved him, and he's just hanging out in the bunker, and Maxon upgraded me to a knight, and that's where I left off. So, uh, yeah, I'm really curious to see how this endgame is going to go while trying to juggle the railroad and Brotherhood of Steel, because I'm just imagining one of those is going to blow up in my face, and I don't know which one it's going to be. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my week. What would you do? I played the DLC, and uh, we already talked about my my anger, my terrible anger at the downloading of the DLC. <laughs> so I'm just going to talk about the DLC. Um, 
I'm not going to spoil any story stuff, um, but I just wanted to talk about that because that's really all I did. Mm-hmm. The robot building workshop is huge. It's physically huge. It fills up my entire garage. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you put it in the, the red rocket? Station. I did. Me too. <laughs> I did. I had to move my uh, my power armor. And uh, I moved my power armor, you know, workshop stand. I moved that over into the corner. And then I had oh. to delete the toolbox and and the sink. <laughs> the sink? You don't need a stinking sink. <laughs> and I finally got it to fit. It was so hard for me to get it to fit in there. <laughs> and it's just, it's huge. It's so, it's hilarious. It I big. now have to approach the power armor from the small door. I can't get to it from the front. <laughs> and uh, the workshop itself, the red, you know, workbench itself mm-hmm. is now inaccessible to me. I can't get there. <laughs> I can only access workshop, you know, by holding down the, the workshop button. <laughs> Uh, I've been playing, I always play with subtitles because mm-hmm. I, I just don't pay good enough attention to hear things when people say them. And uh, <laughs> I love when you fight these robots, there's like angry beeping, aggressive beeps, dying beep. And it's it's so funny seeing that as subtitles. And I really like Ada. Um, can I talk about Ada think just a bit uh yeah sure okay ada is your robot companion that you get in the dlc and i really like her but she's not as deep as she could be in my opinion she's got personality but i'd like more fleshed out dialogue like you get with the other companions and i'd like to see her like interact with the other companions you know when you switch out and you don't really see that yeah and she kind of reminds me of the Mass Effect 2 add-on companions, Kasumi and Zaid. Like, they're really cool, but they're just not as deep as the vanilla companions, hmm. you know? Just, never... it's... Okay. Yeah. It's just not as deep. And, um, Ada has little tiny legs, and, and it's adorable. She has little bitty Protectron legs. And, uh... I, I did upgrade her to Assaultron legs because I felt so bad. Every time I would turn around, she would just be, like, running so hard to try and catch up. <laughs> At one point, she had a limp for me, so it was even worse. Yeah. <laughs> she drugged the one behind her, and I was like, come on. That's awful. And I armored her legs because I felt like it looked like she didn't have pants on, you know? like. <laughs> um, and she does that. I don't know if it's just because I put the Assaultron legs she does the thing where uh, if she gets in a fight, she'll crawl around without her one leg, like the Assaultrons do. And uh, I, I was in a fight, and she's crawling along behind me, you know, like, with her leg off. And she's like, it's only a flesh wound. <laughs> she's, but she's actually saying, like, we'll win, ma'am, don't worry. That's one thing about AI. It's just, like, pathetically optimistic. Oh, by the way, this is in my notes. Have you hmm? seen Codsworth with the sexy legs? No. <laughs> no. You can mod Codsworth, and some people on the internet have taken away his little Mr. Handy Thruster and given him the sexiest Saltron legs. <laughs> it's really funny. But I will warn you guys if you do mod Codsworth, 
he becomes an automaton and no longer Mr. Handy, and he, as such, he can no longer wear a hat. Aww. So I, I will never mod Codsworth because he must have his hat. Does he have a little bowler? He does. He has a little <laughs> bowler hat. It's adorable. <laughs> How did I know? Cruising across the wasteland, and he says, if you can find a use for that piece of junk, I'll eat my hat. He <laughs> <laughs> should have eaten like... funny because he's wearing a hat. Uh. So. <laughs> right? Gotcha. Um... I found a gaming terminal that had the holotape game on it mm-hmm. or the DLC. And uh, it was really funny because the guy's on there and he's, he types into the terminal. This terminal is off limits now because whoever deleted all the high scores, I will <laughs> find you and I will end you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, is my brother a raider in this game? I was going to say, <laughs> I know what that's like. As do we all. So I just like I had I had a moment where this guy was was my spirit animal. <laughs> okay. So I feel like this DLC has made has made some things much easier. Hmm. For example, the attaining of X01 power armor. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's uh, if it's leveled power armor the the armor that you find going through the DLC, but I found. A full suit of X01, pristine condition, like 30 minutes in. So there's that. It's like climbing up Mount Everest and you get to the top and then you see the elevator. Mm-hmm. After all the work that we put after in. After all that work. To, to get our X01 after weeks. <laughs> and there's also a piece of perfectly preserved pie just sitting in a shelf. You know, in a... In a oh, really? Yeah. Just sitting in one of the uh, Edotronic vending machines there oh i didn't see that yeah perfectly preserved pie and uh you know how hard it was to get the pie so i feel like we're gonna have to revamp the pie challenge or something actually technically i don't quite know how hard it was to get the pie because it took me like five tries (laughs) you have a point the first day the game wasn't even out yet and you had perfectly preserved pie. (laughs) it's true And I didn't even, we didn't know, you know, because we saw you. Oh, yeah, you got the pie out of the vending machine. (laughs) (laughs) I remember finding that machine on my own and just trying over and over and over again. Ah, no pie. I was so, so mad. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to cruise past that because it's spoilery. Um, Mm -hmm. Also that. (laughs) And there's a lot of rad gear in the DLC that I like. Um. I am going to say this one. This is, um, it's not a story spoiler. It is a spoiler of a weapon that you can find. You can, are you okay with this, Rick? Yeah, I wouldn't call it a spoiler, but yeah. Okay, Rick doesn't call it a spoiler, so it's not a spoiler. You can get an Assaultron head that is a weapon. (laughs) Yes, you can. (laughs) And it is now my favorite weapon. I have it. Totally my favorite weapon. I love it. It's so fun. It radiates you. It radiates you when you use it. Oh, really? (laughs) So it's, it's like, Pyrrhic victory, you know? But I, I love it anyway. It's just, it's very entertaining. And the robots are all awesome looking, and I love them. And it's like Bethesda read my mind. These robot things, they're exactly, exactly what I wanted. I do feel kind of overleveled. I didn't have that much trouble in this. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I just, it wasn't hard. I wanted it to be hard. And, uh, I don't know. Um, um, 
in our chat room, someone's asking how to use the Assaultron head. Uh, you have you, to. Uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You tap the reload button. Yep. So tap it five times. It's like the. Uh, isn't that how the uh, the laser musket, laser musket works? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the laser musket, except more awesome. <laughs> well, you know what's funny. I was just thinking about this uh, with a couple of the weapons that they give you in this DLC and even in the game when you can find some cool stuff. Um, I never use that stuff. Like I found the Assaultron head, right? And I was like, oh, that's cool. Put it in my backpack. Let me pull out my 38 caliber submachine gun and use that the whole time. Like I yeah. just, it's just, I, if I find the best weapon in the game, I'm like, this is pretty sweet. I should probably put this away and never look at it again. And then I travel back to Sanctuary, put it away, and never look at it again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I have a why. whole stock of, of awesome weapons that I, I don't use at all. But <laughs> I, I got these out of the box and just immediately used all of them. That's and awesome. I was a big fan of the Assaultron head. It was hilarious, I felt like, to just be, you know, destroying myself while <laughs> using this <laughs> stupid Assaultron head to fight. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how we got to LASIK musket. I don't. I I don't know how we got there. Somebody just said LASIK musket does eye surgery. (laughs) What do you want to say, color fast rain? Um, why are we pausing? (laughs) What do you want to say? And we'll get there. So I did the gameplay challenge too, and uh, I built a robot, and. I, I was really disappointed that you can't really build an iBot to be your companion. So I, I at least built a floating robot. <laughs> I put a uh, a brain, a, a robo-brain head, and I put like a little a little spiky helmet on my robo-brain head <laughs> and a robo-brain body. And I gave it one little arm and I put a hook on the end of the arm. Uh-huh. And I named it R2D2. Wow. <laughs> Okay. It's, you don't find this as funny as I do. I do. I just... Why one arm? Well, I didn't want to give him any arms, but I found that there was a hook attachment. Oh. So, and, and then I thought of the pun, and... So it's... I had to do it. So he's, he's got one little hook arm. It's really <laughs> funny in combat. I took him into combat just before the show. Yeah. And it's so funny because he like runs up and slaps the enemy with his little hook arm. And then he'll <laughs> shoot his mesmatron beam and then slap him with the little hook arm. <laughs> it's really funny. And he can actually take out a rust devil all by himself. You know, I... So... I had Ada with me the entire time. And I swear to you, every single time I got into a firefight with someone, right? Or I fought like the Rust Devils, I would fight, fight, not pay attention to what's going on. I mean, not pay attention to where, you know, Ada is, but just fighting these things, throwing grenades. And when all the dust would settle, I'd look and there she is wheeling her way up the hill. Like, like join in the fight after it's over. Like, I only saw her fire her laser once. <laughs> Ada was going time. down all the time with me. Ugh. Like, she was a total pushover. She was just constantly dead. I do like the addition of the, the robot stim packs. Yes. It always felt weird to me to give Codsworth a stim pack because he's <laughs> a robot. <laughs> and, uh, Bends the needle. Yeah. 
I, I always felt like that was just strange to Stimpak Codsworth. But you can, now they have these specialized robot repair Stimpaks, and I like that. <laughs> yeah, I, that is pretty cool. I like the way it just, like, shocks, like, zzz. But, yeah, I don't know. I felt like the AI for the robot companion was a little lacking. Mm-hmm. She like, I really like my own companion much more than Ada. Yeah. I still find myself liking no companion. I don't like mm-hmm. worrying about it at all. I don't know. I play and a very specific way. <laughs> the cheerful beep voice is pretty similar to Eddie's voice. So. Oh, yeah. There's like eight different vo- voice choices. Mm-hmm. There are. And the cheerful beep is, is pretty close to Eddie. And you can talk to him and be like, how you doing, little robot buddy? And it'll be like, happy beep. Oh, man, I miss <laughs> I miss Eddie. I miss him so much. I really do. Eddie was awesome. So, yeah, was that uh, – so what is that all you did in Fallout this week? Yeah, or? I just played the DLC. That's that's all. I had a, a hard time even getting enough time to, to get that in. It was yeah. a week. It was sure a week. Yeah, and, you know, and I might have sounded a little down on the DLC, but it definitely was fun. There were just some things that I thought, like, could have been a little better. I do. I'm looking forward to replacing all my settlers with robots. I I don't want any more settlers. I I never liked them. I never liked them. That is the other thing I started to do. Uh, I started giving my robots a very specific designation. Did you see this on Twitter? I did. It was very OCD. Yeah. I don't know why, but I was thinking, like, I'm not very good with, like, creative names. Go figure. Um, So... What I did with my robots is I gave them a designation. So the first three letters are the settlement that they're at. So I built this Assaultron thing and I sent it to the castle. So it was CAS. And I put upgrades on it that increased its melee damage and gave it a little bit of range weaponry. So the next two des- next two letters designate its you know armaments. So it would be CAS-MR for melee range. And then the next thing would be like what its role is like defense or farming or whatever i make it do um so that's the next letter so mine would be cas dash mr dash d for defense and then the version number 1.0 so when i upgrade it and give it new things i i change the version number it's a little ocd but i really like it because i want to do that with my companions dang it like i want or my settlers like i want to say like farmer one farmer two so i know what they're doing that's really funny. Well, not Farmer One, but like maybe like <laughs> Farmer John or something, just so I know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, or rather than, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, hey, see, that's the, what? Remember a couple of minutes ago when we paused to wait for Color Fast Rain to say something in the chat room? <laughs> right. <laughs> they said that they talked about the Assaultron head last week. Did they? I didn't remember. I don't remember that. Did so, we? I don't think we did, but. Huh. Well, uh, good on you for calling that one. Yeah. Anyway, good call. That's a deep cut. Deep call. That's a deep call. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I guess I went a little overboard with that naming thing. But I don't know. I like the idea of having like robotic defenses around. So I might spend some time making those and doing that. But yeah, so last week we had a challenge and holy crap, did we get a response for that? Yeah, there were so many. It was really hard picking picking who to put, so I tried to pick people that hadn't really been featured. Yeah. Oh, crap. I forgot to set up the slideshow. Rick, what's wrong with you? Ah, I'm so cross with you now. I can do it real quick. 
Okay, while Rick is setting up the slideshow, I'm just going to talk about some of the other submissions that we got. We got some really amazing, amazing entries of people's robots. I know um, we don't have Leonard's here, but Leonard built a whole settlement full of, of robots. Captain Dumont, he went crazy, man. He built so many robots. He built <laughs> Team Ruby. Say, he built Vendertron, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I like to Satan Satan bot six thousand or whatever. Yeah, and he also had a murder bot and uh, kill bot. Um, the slideshow set up now, so we go can ahead. go ahead and get into that. So first up is actually not a robot. Yeah, because it was a it was a twofold challenge: build troubleshooter weapons or uh, automatron robots. Full metal barbecue. <laughs> Full metal barbecue is this troubleshooter flamer from Amanda. Awesome, that was pretty clever. I dig it. Next up, ah, that's one of Dumont's mini robots. It's me. It's a little pink Mister Handy body with uh, like a hammer and a little grabby arm. And like one little eye, and it's pink. It's adorable. I'm very happy with it. Thank you, Captain Dumont. And that is his Rick, isn't it? Or is that something else? No, that's Justin's Inquisitor Scorch. Good grief. Which is crazy, right? That thing looks The evil. helmet kind of reminds me of Knight's King from uh, Game of Thrones. See, I was thinking more of the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, with the helmet. That's settler. A lot of could Go give ahead. no, could care less about that robot. <laughs> I think that's, isn't that Curie? I don't know. It might be, but. It might be Curie. Anyway. anyway I, I feel like a lot of these really dramatic mods, um, they borrow a lot from uh, Mad Max, the new Mad Max. Oh, wow. Yeah. I guess you could say I'm that. Scrolling, scrolling, trying to see who this is. CIT tech support. CIT tech support is a sniper rifle from Jordan. Awesome. Pretty cool. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> and well, there's that Ada. one. Yeah. Can you believe Craig turned Ada into this monstrosity? <laughs> it's it's crazy. It's like a Robo Brain body with the Deathclaw skull head. <laughs> I couldn't. Like uh, Sentry Bot arms. Um, I I don't even know. I could never really tell the difference between them, but um. One thing I couldn't do with Ada is I couldn't change her voice because her personality was very endearing to me. <laughs> Somebody in the chat room said Ada really let herself go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all I did to Ada was uh, give her tall legs. That very cool screenshot was from Nick, uh, his robot Deathclaw X. That's an awesome looking screenshot. Isn't it rad? That's cool. It's like red glowy for our audio listeners. I'm sorry. This is an audio podcast. And we're not... <laughs> In the picture it's the uh it's a red robot with a death claw skull head and it's got this it's emanating a red glow it's yeah cool. it's pretty rad ah uh, pink one. Oh, this one's so cute i loved this one this one was from kate her robot sweet pea has got a little assaultron head on a uh i think that's a robo brain body and it's floating mm -hmm. and it has a little buzz saw and laser that's a pretty cool, that's a pretty mean-looking robot, though. I know. Oh, look, there's me. That's you, with Captain Dumont Rick. With devil horns? Thanks. It looks pretty rad, Rick. It looks pretty rad. It does look he pretty rad. He tried to make it rad. 
<laughs> I like that I have devil horns, though. <laughs> it's pretty cute. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, that one is Nate Schickler's robot, Bulk, who is like an alternate universe evil version of the captain of, uh, oh, what's the ship? Um, what the, ship? Yeah. Uh, the ship in Fallout 4 with the robots on it. What? The ship in Fallout 4 with the robots on it. Pridwin? No, the one with the I robots. Thought. Rick! I don't know yeah, what you're talking the, about. The USS Constitution. Oh, jeez. He's like an alternate universe <laughs> evil of the captain of the USS Constitution. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe. That was so hard. Moving on, and we're at the end. So not moving on. Thanks, everybody, for sending us your robot builds. If you haven't checked out our hashtag of FOTR challenge, you totally should because there are some amazing robot builds. We just didn't have time to feature all of them. So thank you for sending them. And we do go look at all of them on the hashtag. And uh, we encourage all of you to do the same. Yeah. So do we have another challenge this week? We do. I thought we'd do something a little different this week and do a Fallout Shelter challenge. Oh, okay. On survival mode, create oh. a Rick Dweller and a Shaleen Dweller and send them into the wasteland and see what's the best loot we can bring back. Yow. And, and send us your screenshots of our adventures. Good grief. That's terrifying. <laughs> there you go, guys. Don't forget to use the hashtag FOTR challenge on Twitter so we can see what you guys do and, and uh, get those screenshots. So, yeah. All right. So... We have a new thing, and I'm going to let Shaleen introduce this one because I missed this in the notes. Uh, Pip-Boy leaderboard. So, Well, this was actually your idea originally to do a <laughs> Pip-Boy leaderboard. Oh, Pip -Boy this. Game. Gotcha. And uh, I just thought this we should start that because you talked about it a long time ago. I did. I thought the new Pip-Boy game, Assaultron, would be a fun way to start. It's a twin-stick shooter. So okay. play a... Uh, was there anything deeper than that that you wanted to do with it or just uh no i for, i forgot about this actually yeah so um so i should have i should have taken credit for that idea <laughs> no i didn't realize it was this one um so if you haven't heard us talk about it before we were always talking about doing like a, a community leaderboard on the with the pit boy game so i guess this week we'll do the uh, saltron game and yeah so what we'll do is Play the game, see what your high score can be, and then send us a screenshot on it. Um, how would they, I guess email us? I don't know. How, we haven't thought this one through. <laughs> um, is Pitboy Leaderboard too long for a hashtag? Just hashtag Pitboy Leaderboard? Yeah, probably. Um, at this point, just like, you know, send us an email or tweet us your score and we'll write it down until we come up with a better system. But um, yeah, play the game, get a high score. And I wanted to do this like reoccurring thing where. Um, you know, we could keep these leaderboards going. And I wanted to eventually bring in some special little moments where we could do PPL. No, PPL won't work. That's a company. Uh, sorry, chat room suggestions. But um, just get us your high score until we get a hashtag. But yeah, let's start this up. This is a good idea. I like this. Uh, we have. I don't know why we haven't done it yet. Yeah, I just thought it was time to start because you had talked about that a really long time ago. I did. I so. did. So yeah, we'll do that. See what your high score can be. And... Uh, let us know and we'll, well, I want to find a cool way to have people be able to see what's going on with this. So maybe, 
Maybe a web page or something. Anyway. Uh, we have lore. Why don't you take the lore, too? Since, oh, I know why you picked this. I, yeah. You want to introduce <laughs> us to the topic? So, <laughs> that's right. Earlier, earlier this week, I think it was this week, I tweeted, <laughs> I thought... I thought my game glitched because I was at the the wreck of the FMS Northern Star and everyone was speaking what I assumed to be German, but turns out to be Norwegian um, because, yeah. And I thought it was like a glitch or something. And it was really fun. I felt like like, like Call of Duty again or like the or Medal of Honor or whatever. And <laughs> totally wrong country anyway. But uh, I thought it was a glitch, and people were saying, no, that if you check out some of the terminals there, there's a reason behind it. So this is why my stupidity has got our lore of the week this week. So why don't you go ahead and school the me on it? The wreck of the FMS Northern Star is a location in Fallout 4, southwest of Spectacle Island, southeast of the Adam Katz Garage. It is the home to ghoulified raiders that speak Norwegian. Uh, there's some notable loot there. The agility bobblehead is there on a piece of wood sticking off the bow of the ship. Hmm. Um, did you find that while you were there? I don't think I did, actually. Yeah. And the at the very end of the of the place, it's on this little stick sticking out off the side of the ship. Ah. And then the agility bobblehead is, like, standing on his hand. So it, it looks pretty funny. There's also a Tales of a Junktown jerky vendor in there, a stealth boy, a mini nuke, and a fusion core. Awesome. None of this crew speaks English, but the terminals are all in English. So, <laughs> interestingly enough, Norwegian-speaking ghoul raiders are, unsurprisingly, unique to this location. Hmm. It appears that the FMS Northern Star was a cargo ship from Norway, and that the crew had been on board since the Great War. Uh, according to the Fallout Wiki, some of the things that they say to the sole survivor translate as, Go away! What do you want from us? And leave us alone. So not only are they isolated ghouls, they are isolated ghouls who don't speak the language of the Commonwealth, attempting to defend their ship from raiders, mirelurks, and Rick. So. Wow. Yeah. Don't you feel like a tool now? Don't I feel like a bad, bad man <laughs> Me now? too. I also, I also slaughtered all those people and took their bobblehead. <laughs> I'm just here for the <laughs> bobblehead, guys. <laughs> On the death of a comrade, they will say, you killed him, and dying ghouls may exclaim, I'm coming home. Oh my gosh. And again, those translations are courtesy of the, the wiki. So, The accent appears to be from northern Norway, which is an area with a strong fishing sailing tradition. Wow, they really went deep on that one. Yeah, I thought that was really very interesting. Yeah. Uh, um, Norwegian beep, says the chat. They've been... They've been saying little beeps all night <laughs> somebody in the chat room actually suggested a pretty cool uh hashtag for this high school high score yeah high school high score uh pit boy game and pit board i think that's a good one let's go with that so yeah we'll hashtag go yeah hashtag pit board for your high score record keeping so thank you to who suggested that um, I think it was Vendertron, maybe. No, Zachary Gerfuffelson. Was it Gerfuffelson? It was Gerfuffelson. So, oh, good on you, man. Thanks, Gerfuffelson. Yeah, awesome. So, yeah, we're going to use hashtag Pipboard for the high score stuff. 
And I think that'll be fun for everyone to see. You know, bring back those arcade days. Don't worry, we won't reset them. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to take the weapon of the week. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Uh, General Chow. Did I get it right, Shalene? Miscribed? Yeah, I think so. General Chow's Revenge. Suggested on Twitter by listener at Archon1123, so thank you for this. It's found in Fallout 4. Found in Fallout 4, this unique weapon is a variant of the Chinese officer's sword. It has the troubleshooter effect, inflicting 50% more damage on robot enemies. It also has a serrated blade mod already installed. The medium speed melee weapon does 28 base damage and can be affected by perks such as Big League and Blacksmith. You can buy this sword from Trudy at Drumlin's Diner. Obviously, Trudy must be alive after the player resolves her conflict with, the, with Wolfgang, as the sword cannot be looted from her corpse. So if you want to get all medieval on some robots, like, uh, I'm trying to think, was uh, Evil Dead robots? No, that wasn't robots. Never mind. No. Evil Dead was evil. Deadites. Yeah. If, they haven't, if they haven't made like a medieval robot slaughtering thing, they should definitely do that. I don't know how. That would be cool. That would be pretty cool. Would it be like robots, robots, or would it be like steampunk robots? Oh, I don't know. Steam- Either way, I'm down. I- I'm a pretty big fan of the steampunk looking things. Yeah, yeah, me too. Who would we get? Maybe Arnold. He'd be he'd be in something like that. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, that's the weapon of the week, General Child's Revenge. Um, do you do you typically use swords in this? Not that often. I had the uh, what's it called? Um, Krem's Tooth, oh. the Dunwich Borers, yeah. uh, the knife from there. And I, I always I always keep a melee weapon on hand because sometimes you just need one. And I keep it hotkeyed to the down arrow on my <laughs> controller. <laughs> and uh, I use it some, but I traded it out for this weapon, for General Child's Revenge, on uh, for the purposes of this DLC. And it worked pretty well. I was pretty happy with it. I, I have a character that actually is meant to be a sword character, mm-hmm. Jon Snow, and I have yet to find a sword as Jon Snow. <laughs> you could always do the uh, Golden Grasshopper. Yeah, that's a good idea. You get the sword through. What that I've one. been using is the uh, the bladed tire iron, which oh. is a, a pretty boss weapon. Is it? Oh yeah, the bladed tire iron is amazing. I switch sometimes. I'll switch up between a switchblade and Pikmin's blade. Um, and the switchblade is really good. However, anything that causes bleeding damage, as far as especially like a switchblade that ca- causes bleeding damage, will just eat health away. Especially if you get some perks that focus you on on um, melee. But yeah, mm-hmm. I I I suggest if you find that, you should check that out. It just eats their health away. It's so awesome. Pikmin's blade is good too. Mm-hmm. That's the one that causes bleed for me. So. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I have a hard time using melee because the game is so focused on ranged mm-hmm. uh, weaponry. It's hard for me to, especially not having a very good sneak with my character. The funny yeah, thing- melee is much harder, and I, I'm interested to see how it's going to go when I reboot Forrest Gump because it's even the melee is, is focused on weapons, not so much number number one and number two. So. <laughs> Well, that, and you're going to be on survival mode, so that's going to yeah, be even <laughs> more ridiculous. So good luck with that. Just be sure to find Grognak's axe mm-hmm. and and use that on your... For- oh, wait, no, that's right. Your Forrest Gump character's melee, not uh, Blunt. Man, you're going to have a tough time. I am so excited for those stories. 
I'm really excited for that. But we have a couple emails. And uh, let's see. I'll take the first one. And is this just a little back, uh, back baseball? Is this pink email for this first email? No. Scroll okay. up here to this. This one's the first email. Okay. So, hello, Rick and Shaleen. My name is Malachi. I've been listening since episode 22. I had a couple of questions for you. Question number one. You guys say you like the voice protagonist, but do you want it in the next Fallout? Question two. Lots of people have been speculating about Fallout New Orleans. How do you feel about this? Last question. There was obviously a larger variety of dialogue in previous Fallouts, and now we're stuck with a speech wheel. Do you like this? I have come up with a theory that when your Skype call gets all messed up, is the Institute intercepting your signal so they can teleport? <laughs> anyway, thanks for reading my email, Malachi. Um, you know, I think we've said more than liking the voice protagonist. It's kind of a bittersweet thing. Like, we enjoy mm-hmm. the, I guess, immersiveness of it, but kind of going on his last question, there aren't a lot of dialogue options, and the ones that are there aren't very fleshed out. And I think that's where I fall. I, I, I fall into, again, with Fallout 4 and, and at least going in with this new DLC, I, I'm under the impression that they were really trying to do something different with Fallout 4. Mm-hmm. And they were, you know, there's no way to know how well it's going to work, obviously, until you release the game and it's out there and you see how it does. Now, I think that's what they were doing so with the speech and stuff it's really good and immersive i end up being 50 percent on it because again it does take away some options and it does leave you with guesswork of like is what he yes is saying what i'm actually going to say so i'm kind of 50 50 on it so i'm with you there i like listening to the voice actor deliver the lines Mm -hmm. but i do not like how it has limited the uh the dialogue options. And I feel like that's not necessary. Like that didn't have to happen because Mass Effect has got voiced protagonist and, you know, you can click through to a second, you know, sub menu of, mm-hmm. of options. And yeah. I, I just feel like there's, I don't know. Right. And those and are on a wheel too, I think. I had an example with uh, this DLC why is there not a specialized dialogue option for if you have the robotics expert perk? Ooh, yeah. There that... should be all the special dialogue options if you have the robotics expert perk, and there are none. Yes, I do miss those, like when you're high in intelligence and, yeah, those things affect speech and stuff. Yeah, that stuff... I feel like that was a missed opportunity. Yeah, I do miss that, because it kind of makes the specializa- specializations feel a little less uh, Im- impactful. Other than just getting perks. For his second question, speculating about a new Fallout. Um, it is super too early to tell. I know that, you know, we talked last week, I think, about, you know, um, the voice actor of Deacon said something about Fallout 5. And again, I think we can all understand that Fallout 5 is going to be a thing someday. Or even if some other company does a different Fallout, um... Uh, you know, Fallout New Orleans would be pretty cool to see. Um, the swampy kind of backwoods thing would be really cool. I know they kind of captured that motif a little bit in um, Point Lookout. And um, it would be kind of cool to see that, and especially the French Quarter and stuff would be really pretty to see if they can make it, you know, kind of like done up like a New Vegas kind of thing. 
It'd be pretty cool, but I mean, as far as just guesswork, it's just, it's so far out to even tell, you know. We've got nothing to go on. What do you think that, what do you think of question two for this email? I'm with you entirely. I I would enjoy Fallout New Orleans. I think that could have some great personality. Uh, Who knows whether that's going to happen, but I I think I would like that as a location, potential Mm. location. The truth is, I'm not super picky about where Fallout is located. Yep. I'm just not. As long as it's blown up, that's that's, uh, (laughs) my standards. (laughs) Man, I wonder what it would be like to have a fallout where, like, one city is perfectly preserved in a little mm-hmm. bubble you have to get with a claw. No, that sounds too <laughs> twilighty. But, like, just, like, this weird, like, mecha city. Like, no, that's not the right word. What's the word I'm looking for? This, like, uh, city of gold. Like a pristine, yeah. You know? What's that word? Eldorado yeah. type city Eldorado. where it's like, I heard of the city that hasn't been touched by bombs and you have to find your way there or something. That would be pretty cool, but I don't know. Yeah. As long as it's blown up, I'll be happy. So you want to take the second email? Yes. Now this um, this one is from the the archives here. This one came in in November. Uh-huh. We try to get to all the emails, but you know, takes time. And English was not this gentleman's first language, so I would like to just note that I did edit the email for understandability, and I cut some parts of it that weren't really relevant. Okay. Uh, so greetings from Germany, my fellow vault dwellers. At first, I want to say that your podcast is really great, but that's not the point of this mail. At the moment, I'm listening for the second time to all of your previous podcasts, and in one episode, you talked about that Fallout 4 is uncensored in Germany. At this point, Rick asked, how could you have fun in Fallout without the gore and splatter? It's pretty easy. The gameplay mechanics are very great, and the most fun is to explore the wasteland. The dialogue becomes more important. Hmm. Another point was, is Wolfenstein censored? Yes, it is. All of the Hakenkrause, I I don't know how to pronounce German words. He says he doesn't know the English word, but I believe he means swastikas, Ah. are replaced with the symbol of the regime, and the words like Nazi and Jew are banned in the German version. Hmm. We also have games that are banned by the government. For example, Dead Island and Dead Rising. And some questions. What do you think about censorship in video games? What is your favorite place in the wasteland? Which NPC do you like the most, and which one do you hate like a wasteland pirate? Mog der Stahl mit sign. I have no idea how to pronounce that. He's face palming right now. It is apparently the German version of the greeting formula of the Brotherhood of Steel. <laughs> Dennis Hadank. I, I can't even pronounce his name. Dennis. Thank you for writing, Dennis. I'm so sorry. Um... I, I think why don't you why don't you approach this one first? Okay. Uh, censorship in video games. I feel like um, America has got a pretty good handle on this. In that video games, the industry censors itself. You know, we don't have outside regulation of video games. The uh, ESRB ratings board is an industry. It's part of the industry. And uh, I feel like that's a pretty good system so that it it keeps, you know, you know what you're getting when you Mm -hmm. purchase a video game. Right. Basically. Um, And I think that's a pretty good system. I'm pretty, pretty uh, opposed to censorship most of the time. But I I also, like, I don't want um, 
to be assaulted with like horrible things all the time either <laughs> without knowing ahead of time. Mm -hmm. I feel like as long as you know what you're getting, you should be able to get what you want. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, uh, you know, games, as they continue, they're continuing to get more and more gritty and more and more, um, yeah, kind of anything goes. But, like, you're right. It always says in the back what you're getting, and there's always um, ways around it. Like, for instance, like, I remember the hot-button topics when I was in high school were Grand Theft Auto games. Like, oh, my gosh, they've got hookers in them or whatever. Um, but like the, the good thing was they made that stuff optional for the most part. Like you didn't have to go and do those things. Um, and the cool thing about video games is most of the time there's alternatives for the, like if, if you, you know, if you don't want to play this one game because it has something in it, there's pretty good chance there's an alternative alternative out there or something. Um, and there's always indies coming around that do different things and give you different tastes of something else. So you're right. Censorship, video games kind of have it down. Um, they're not being stupid about what they can do. They never have been. Um, they've pushed the envelope for sure, but it hasn't been to the extent that like movies have done that. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Or at least they're not being so forceful about it. Like, look at me, look at me. So yeah. But the thing is, you just need to know what you're getting when you when you go into an experience. Correct, but. To the direct example of like Germany or a com or a country eliminating a game for its blood and gore, I, I don't. I, I kind of see. I kind of fall on the side of like, if you don't like it, don't buy it, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, rather than cheaping the experience for everyone. I feel like that's really a more complicated subject it, than we can it, it is. tackle so, fully on this show because the history. That that country has sure, that we don't. and I don't mean it for that specific. But I meant like I know in Australia, I think yeah, the gore was toned down as well. Um, but so I kind of fall on that. Like especially in America, I know that uh, you know for us in America, some games get criticized. Like I said, especially GTA got criticized a lot, um, and it was one of those things. It was like if you don't, you know, especially as a young teen, I remember there was a whole movement to try to get the game like banned. And it was like, look, if you just if you don't like it, don't buy the game. You know what I mean? Don't be a, a dumb parent and buy GTA for your eight year old. It just it's not meant for that. So I'm kind of like, I, I don't know. I don't I don't think games should be censored. But then again, yeah. I live in a place that I don't know. It's different. I don't know. It's hard. to. It's really hard to talk about. Yeah, I am with you. I think uh, games shouldn't be censored, but I think that you should know what you're getting. Correct. No, and I think that's why I like the warnings on the back. I think you're absolutely mm -hmm. right. You need to know what you're what you're getting so you can make an educated decision to buy it or not, based off the content. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I'm I uh, I'm a big artist. I, I, I'm an artist, so I'm very very mm -hmm. anal about my censorship. Wow. So, what's your favorite place in the wasteland? <laughs> what's yours, Shaleen? I talk about the Glowing Sea a lot. I think the Glowing Sea is my favorite. But since I talk about that so much, I'm going to name another one. I really like Nellis Air Force Base. Really? Where the boomers are. Yeah. yeah. I think it's really cool. Hmm. Man, I'm trying to think. Uh, I think D.C. 
is probably my favorite place. More specifically, the mall. Because mm-hmm. the been, mall is cool. Because I've been there a few times. Um, mm-hmm. Not a few. I've been there a lot. I was just there uh, two days ago in the mall. Well, the the you know the I got to see the unblown up version of the Washington Monument. I'm glad it was the unblown up version. It was the, yeah, I would have been pretty worried <laughs> if, being in D.C. and looking at the Washington Monument and being like, why does it have holes in it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I think the D.C. area, especially the mall with the Smithsonian, the museums and stuff are really, really cool. And a weird, especially from living in the area, just a weird look on that. A weird look mm-hmm. on that area. So, yeah. And which MP, which NPC do you like the most? Which one do you hate? I think I know the answers to these, but go ahead. Um, I don't know. You probably don't. I really like Moira Brown. I really do. Okay, I thought I like Moira Falcon. Brown. Okay. Yeah. And which one um, do you hate? Like a wasteland pirate. Wow, that's it's <laughs> very specific. <laughs> Who do I hate? This is harder. Um, why don't you tell us who you like while I think about who I hate? My favorite is Boone, hands down. Boone is awesome. I love Boone. I hate, um, I've forgotten his name <laughs> because I'm a bad scribe. <laughs> um, Clown Shoes. <laughs> What's his name? The oh, guy. oh, uh, shoot. You know the guy? Hey, clown shoes. Oh, it's been so so long since we've it's done that. It's just me and my party girls. Um, I gotta wait you for. You need the, a drink. We gotta wait for the chat room to catch up. <laughs> Dukov. That's thank you it. So much. I hate Dukov. I hate him. Yeah, he's kind of a jerk. Um, I love to hate him, but I hate him. I don't think I don't harbor. I don't harbor as much hate for you as that. Yeah, I don't harbor as much hate for you for him as I do. I think I think Caesar is who I hate the most. Yeah. I don't I really really genuinely really 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 hate human slavery. Yeah. So like they excelled in that area. That's good. So That's really I I slaughter the legion every second I get a chance to so yeah that's who i hate good that's why you and boone are such good pals hey there Take we go maybe maybe that's why i really like uh boone you guys have things in common <laughs> so that was a good email that went all over the place it was a really good email and i do want to say too when i was joking about how could you have fun and fallout without any gore i was being i was being silly i didn't really mean that so mm-hmm. um why am I not a fan of Eulogy Jones? Which one's Eulogy Jones? Oh, Eulogy Jones is the head of the slavers at Paradise Falls. Oh, him? yep. Don't yeah. dig him. I, I, every time I go to Paradise Falls, I murder the crap out of everyone. Except I do for like the... his rat outfit, though. <sighs> <laughs> Eulogy Jones is my top producer as in Fallout Shelter. He's the best scaver I've got. <laughs> He brings he, back the loveliest things. Think about how many people he kills for that. He has this massive Gatling laser and his little pimp suit and he just goes into the wasteland. and Think of how many stuff. people he killed for that stuff. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but I guess what you don't know doesn't hurt you, huh? Yep. <laughs> um, <In> my ivory tower. <laughs> your, your ivory shelter, you mean. 
Mm-hmm. My ivory, my ivory vault. <laughs> so, any uh, any announcements to close? Um, I wanted to talk about Twitter real quick. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So, <clears throat> on this, both applies to my personal Twitter and the show Twitter. Okay. I've noticed that I'll be like checking Twitter on my phone, and then I'll check Twitter on the browser and notice a tweet that did not appear on my phone, and. Uh, so if I'm not getting back to you on a tweet or something, I'm not trying to ignore you. I, I just, like, I think that they don't all show up. Okay. Which is, like, the first worldist problem of first world problems. <laughs> Too many people are tweeting at me. <laughs> but I, I feel like I'm missing some, and I apologize if I've missed, you know, tweets that you've sent. <laughs> okay. And also, I, I want to say thank you so much for the KDR uh, KD radio support so far. It's been quite overwhelming. What do we have, like 100 Twitter followers already? We haven't done a show yet or something? I don't know. It's been crazy. So thank you guys for that. And we just recorded our episode zero today. So we will have the feed up and running soon. And be sure to check that out to get information on what KD radio is actually going to be. Um... So, yeah, beyond that, you can tweet at us at the show at Fallout OTR. You can also tweet at me at Rick McVick and you can tweet at Shaleen at Shaleen L. You can also email us falloutotr at gmail.com. And do not forget to do our challenges if you're up for it. Our, uh, excuse me, Fallout Shelter Challenge and use the hashtag Fallout OTR Challenge and our high score. FOTR Challenge. FOTR Challenge. And this is why you're the scribe. And our Pip-Boy high score challenge using the hashtag Pipboard that was started tonight. So thank you so much for that. Again, Gervuffleson. Like and subscribe to the, our YouTube channel. Check out, uh, like our videos. Um, I know everyone puts a lot of effort into all the videos that they do. The Warcraft guys, the Elder Scrolls guys, Dragon Age guys. Um, they would really appreciate it if you give them a little support. Also, you can like... You can find our show on iTunes and Stitcher, and I think there's a few other aggregates out there. Um, leave us, you know, leave us a review. We really enjoy reading them. Some five star reviewer shout outs. This is Terry eighty five, uh, Medic one sixteenth, Batgirl nineteen seventy, and Gavman ninety five from the UK. So thank you for our five star reviewer shout outs this week. We record live on Fridays at seven p.m. Eastern Standard on YouTube.com/slash Quest Gaming Network/slash Live. And check out the other great QGN shows streaming live on YouTube, the up-and-coming KD Radio, Elder Scrolls Off the Record, Classic Elder Scrolls, Dragon Age Off the Record, Warcraft Off the Record, and Dancing with Daggers, which comes on later this evening on twitch.com slash Network. And thank you so much for listening. And Shaleen, do you have any last words? Aggressive beeps. Dying beeps.